House of Prayer or Robber's Den? The Case for Spiritual Distancing. Today's Gospel, Luke chapter 19, verses 45 to 48, neatly encapsulates many people's attitude to the Church, though I suspect that those most hostile to her would not necessarily pick up the scriptural references, but simply condemn her as rich and corrupt. Try applying the gospel text to ourselves as believers, and the words begin to sizzle uncomfortably. Is my heart a place where the Lord can pray unceasingly? Or is it full of contradictory desires and selfish wants that not only block prayer, but make me hypocritical? Always a charge against Christians, but sometimes justified. In a monastery, you might think we have it all under control. But alas, that isn't so. We have to learn, day by day, how to make the heart open to the Lord. Liturgy, the practice of Lectio Divina, and above all, living in community, are great helps. But none of them can take the place of the daily personal conversion of heart expected of us. We vow it, so it must be possible. But it is a never-ending work in progress. One important aspect of conversion is the readiness to listen to people and opinions we don't immediately find attractive. And by listening, I mean more than waiting just long enough to hear the words, but only in order to reject them. I mean really trying to understand what is meant and weighing it carefully to see whether it applies to us or not. We are exhorted to be always on the alert for the voice of God, but it can be difficult to sift out other voices that do not come from him. I think that is why Benedict is so keen on humility, mercy and restraint of speech. He knows we're apt to assume we're right about everything and be harsh on those who disagree with us. I know I am. But if we are truly to turn to the Lord and make our hearts a house of prayer, we need to practice what I'm tempted to call spiritual distancing. Older writers called it detachment, and it means more than being indifferent to wealth or ease or avoiding sin. It means a wholly different take on life, which places God at the centre. Part of that involves cultivating freedom from our own opinions and preferences, and that can be more difficult than overcoming other, more material forms of self-indulgence. May I make a suggestion? Today, when tempted to react negatively, pause for a moment and ask yourself whether there is something you need to think about before you reply. It won't necessarily stop you screaming at the radio or sending off that angry tweet, but it may open an unexpected pathway to grace in your life, and that can never be a bad thing, can it?